Welcome back, everyone, to the Love Means Nothing podcast. Uh, I'm here, mm-hmm. your host, Vid Yadav, along with my brother, Drew Yadav. Um, uh, we were going to do a pre-Labor Cup little discussion, and we did, but due to some operational difficulties uh, with the podcast, we didn't really get it out. So now we're going we're gonna to talk about kind of what happened at the Labor Cup, high level, our thoughts on Labor Cup before the event, after the event. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. But um, I am here in Germany, Dusseldorf, having some beers. Drew, where are you? Yeah, I'm in D.C. <laughs> um, again, like just another thing where I was so affected by something that happened in the tennis world and other people were just like, oh, yeah, I heard that Federer guy is retiring. I was like, yeah, that Federer guy is retiring. He has like an entire entire arena in tears, you know. So, again, it's something that as a tennis fan, something that you suffer through, I guess you call it suffering through yourself, seeing one of your heroes, one of your idols finish their career in a very unique way. And honestly, like I was happy that it happened that way. Even, even Novak said afterwards that he thought it was really cool and unique that Federer was able to do it around his rivals. And it's just a great way to close everything. Just have a good closure on everything, having Rafa there and Novak and everyone else, Murray, you know, that's what I thought. I felt very at peace with the whole, the whole situation, I thought it was just a perfect way to end everything, um, as sad as it is, and as sad as it was for me to watch, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think there's some parts, like before I th- was really wanted, wished that he would retire at Wimbledon or kind of event that I guess you could say, quote unquote, um, matters more than the Labor Cup. But kind of after seeing how they constructed it all around him, I think it, it was a good way to go out and how the whole event was centered around him. Whereas if it was at a tournament like Wimbledon or a slam or any other tournament. It, yes, it would have been, you know, a lot of the engagement in the tournament would have been because it's his last event. However, you know, when he loses, whenever that would have been uh, in a tournament, then the focus immediately shifts to who's going to win this grand slam. So it's not a prolonged goodbye at let's say Wimbledon as it was at the labor cup. Yeah. And let's just say it's a great job by, his agency, his team, his, you know, family to, to do this, because I think Federer has been slowly fading in and out, out and out of everyone's memory. Of course, we all knew he was such a great player, but I don't, I think we, tennis fans have kind of forgotten his greatness just based on his, all his moments happening, like in the early, you know, 2000, mid 2000s, early 2010s. Obviously he's had like more recently, I feel like you think of the losses more like to Novak, but I don't. I think they did a perfect job of reintroducing, I guess you could say, Federer and just his greatness and making everyone remember what he's done, which I think a lot of people sometimes forget. And especially seeing these guys like Casper and Stefanos saying that, you know, you were the reason that I played. And then you have also people calling him the GOAT, which you may or may not believe. You know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways we can debate that. But it just, it put him on a pedestal and it put him right there with, with uh, Rafa Novak, I th- and uh, and yeah, and his effect on people is what you could really tell from that. Yeah, I, honestly, I kind of I'm gonna like kind of disagree with you in a sense. The reason that 
people were slow forgetting about Federer a little bit. It's only because there's these two other guys that are, I'm not going to say who's better or who's the goat or whatever, but they're, they're neck and neck with him. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know. I agree with that. There's still a lot lot to focus on forgetting. They were forgetting about him and his greatness because of those two. I, I didn't say it, but yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I think it was, do what do you, what do you think? Does this change anything about his legacy at all? I'm the way he retired. No, yeah. I don't think the way yeah. you retire changes anything about your legacy. But I do think it. Well, so part of your legacy is the impact that you have on people. To be honest, and seeing the entire team kind of in tears, and hearing that, maybe it maybe it changes because that's part of your legacy is how you affect people in the game. You know, and and just seeing comments from ex players like. Roddick or Gasquet or Kim Kleisters or, you know, all these people Uh, who just said like, uh, and Roger is the best player I've played against. Roger is the most beautiful tennis player. It's just, he he has a different kind of respect than Nadal and Djokovic. I, I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but there's a different level of reverence for him in the tennis world. And you can count me in that group of people who has a different respect for him than. than Yeah. Yeah. Not better or worse, but. Yeah. He does. He does have a different, you know, level of respect I, I i wonder why that is and i'll you, you can get your take on that as well but the one thing i'll add on to that is he has reached outside of the tennis world you were talking about how he's kind of idolized and is this kind of tennis deity like you said last time um but he also kind of brings in people from outside of the sports world other celebrities people that like him for his personality and i think that's also a big reason kind of he is, you know, just that something that just, it's not what makes him, but it's just another aspect that adds on to what he's done for tennis. I'll say this, like in any aspect of life, whether it's in a work school, if you see someone that is having just ridiculous, remarkable, historic results, and it looks like they're not trying or they don't have to be trying. There's another level of intrigue there, which I think Federer always had. Like he just, he looks like he floats on the court. He looks like he's out there gliding. If you had to describe how to be a perfect tennis player in theory, like something, that's what you would show someone would be Federer, you know, the perfect tennis player. Like, not, that's not, what I think. You think so? Not, not Jack Sock? No. No. Maybe in doubles. <laughs> oh, wait. I actually have an insane. Do you want to do You don't want, you don't want to do an impromptu trivia? No? Yeah, sure. And ins- okay, here's an impromptu trivia segment because we know people love the trivia segment. But okay, what ever since the Labor Cup has started, what percentage of the points has Jack Sock contributed to the team world? Uh, I don't know, 30%. 30%. Let me, let me just pull it up. Sorry. Just grabbing it. It is a astounding, an astounding sixty-one percent. Yeah, I mean it makes I, sense because it's it's hard for them to get points in non-doubles matches. It's been hard until this year, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. True. It's honestly fitting that I was I was gonna say that in that doubles match. I don't know if you watched it, but the Feder Feder Nadal against Jack Sock and TFO. Yep. It looked like. In the beginning, yeah, like, ultimately, literally, the match does not matter. But as it gets towards the end, and you're in a match tiebreak, it kind of gets to the point where the crowd's going crazy for Rafa and for Federer. And it looked like they both really wanted to win. 
And I will say it's fitting that Federer's career ended in a match that he had match points in and lost in doubles. <laughs> You know, there's double singles and Nadal was right there. So it's that there was something about that, just the match point, and everyone was like, they were they were treating them like the underdogs, Federer and Nadal, because they the, they they were the I they are they were the underdogs, yeah, they were the underdogs, and you could just feel that they were pulling for this great against these two American guys who were kind of being cocky, like they they were going after Federer, they were you know doing lawnmower celebrations kind of thing. And I think the crowd was kind of pissed off at that. I think like that's that set the tone for the entire weekend of the crowd being mad at Team World and specifically the Americans was them beating beating their two idols, you know, yeah. on, on Friday. Mm-hmm. That, that match had a really uh, crescendo kind of effect because in the beginning, I was like, I almost wanted to just not watch, to be honest, because it was just, I was like, I'm just watching this because it's Sveter's last match. Like, it looked like, I didn't know if, if TFO and uh, Sock were going to throw the match. I didn't know if they were going to destroy them. I didn't know what was going to happen, really. And they were like, Federer and Nadal were joking around a little bit uh, on the court. Right? And it was, like, it was like, yeah, cool and all. But like also, like, dude, come on. It's like your last match. Don't you want to play yeah. some real, real tennis? And then it got just progressively more intense. And yeah. then, then you, you, know, you saw the crowd getting involved. You saw TFO went right at Federer. He went right at Nadal, I think, too. Yeah, you, Almost you saw, hit him. Yeah, yeah, you saw TFO. You saw, saw Sock getting into it. You yeah. saw the guys on the bench getting yeah. into it. And yeah. it had this pretty cool crescendo effect where it went from almost like a, you know, exhibition match in the beginning to just God knows what at the end. Yeah. Then there's something about these American players who watch the NBA and they see the guys on the bench who go crazy. And then they're put in that environment in... A t- on a tennis court and it's the same kind of thing and they f- they realize that you know they f- they feel like they can do whatever they want on the bench which is interesting and also invokes a lot of dislike from like the crowd and stuff um but yeah it was it was funny because all the people were asking tfo after the match the reporters and stuff like are you going to apologize to rafa and roger for you know beating them in roger's last match are you going to apologize for you know and then he was getting people commenting on his instagram and tfo was like no i'm not going to apologize for winning a doubles match you know that's what that's what i'm supposed to be doing like then roger has a lot to apologize about in the last 25 years or last 15 years whatever so that was kind of cool i like yeah. tfo's TFO. little transformation he's turning into a bit of a villain which i love yeah yeah he is because i i remember i've said it i don't know if i've said it on the pod or not because i always talk about how there's this infatuation with tfo um and i'm like obviously i mean he's he's a fine guy i guess he's funny but i think this this slaver cop really made it took me from like a TFO's like their kind of guy to a, I'm a TFO fan and I will be rooting for him in the future. So exactly. Because it's also like yes. he, everyone loved him. He had no haters, but you, you do one thing out of line. And let me tell you, these tennis fans, they're crazy. They'll come for you. You do one thing a little bit out of line and, and all of a sudden you're going to be getting the hate. He called Stefano's Greek yogurt one time and all of a sudden he's bullying people, you know? It just doesn't, dude, uh, it doesn't make you know, sense dude, to me. Dude, honestly, honestly, the, the rep that tennis gets of being soft and like kind of a bunch yeah. of just soft dudes, it, it, it's yeah. a little, it can be true. You know what it I was, mean? It was funny because Taylor, Taylor Fritz posted something on Twitter because he's like a, you know, mental health advocate, which is great. And he's you know, <laughs> something, something to do with like mental health. And then he had a bunch of these like people responding to him be like, yeah, but you were bullying Stefanos at the labor cup. Like you were bullying him. Like, what does that have to do? How can, how can this, how can you square these two things? If you advocating for mental health and you, you call, you know, you were, you were, you were bullying Stefanos by calling him Greek yogurt. And it's like, 
dude, what are you talking about? This is literally just a team event. You guys are playing against each other. It's obviously a joke. Like, calm down. It also made the competition more fun because Stefanos obviously knew about that. And like Tommy Paul was making jokes about, well, I don't know why we're talking about Stefanos, to be honest, but Tommy Paul was like making jokes about, uh, you know, Stefanos' dad and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you know, it's exactly what we've been saying we want more of in tennis. That kind yeah, of exactly. It is, it is what we want more. And I'll, I'll tell you just to be honest why we're talking about Stefanos and why, why, why Stefanos was he's an easy target i mean come on just if, you could you could have a freaking heyday with that guy making fun of him right who else everyone else on the other team was like i get i i guess you could make fun of casper rude but also you can't you know what i mean you can't yeah. you can't like you, you can't really he's just like a normal guy <laughs> stefanos is just too much too much content and too much to pick from if you want to make fun of him so it's like obviously they're gonna go at him yeah, yeah. Federer was trying to coach Stefanos. TFO beat Federer and Nadal, and then he also clinched it, beating Stefanos. And like, Federer was trying to coach up Stefanos, being like, "Take your time, Steph. Take your time, Steph." And Steph just kept looking over him. Like, it's uh, it's also interesting to see that how these players react to the coaching. Like, Novak doesn't know how to react because he gets into the. And then he's like, people are talking to him. And he's like looking up and he's like, he's like, okay, thank you. Sure. Sure. You know, <laughs> it is not engaged. Whereas like with the other team, I feel like there's a lot more like engagement engagement. And then, uh, yeah, it just seems like it's forced from team world and or team team Europe and team world was more in sync, I guess you could say on those changeovers. Yeah. Both. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah. Nadal, Nadal, Djokovic and Casper. And yeah, I, all those guys, they're so like, just, super focused and have their routines and like they don't seem they're not they don't like they're not good with variability uh to how tennis is played so i think that's kind of kind of why it was the way it was also it was funny to see some of the younger guys just being around nadal djokovic murray guys, they were in, spot, in awe of them kind of so in awe it's like it's like you hear some of the these are your competitors yeah you hear some of the conversations that they're having and they seemed like nervous talking to totally like, Federer. Like I, I heard yeah. it like on like I don't know on fucking like Instagram or some shit. There was Casper Rude was talking to Federer about like I don't know I think something and uh, like that they that Casper does with Eurosport or something and yeah. and Federer's just like joking around having a normal conversation like right any, like right. any like any normal person would and Casper's just look you look at him his brain is working <laughs> about what to say and trying to sound like normal it's just. It was funny. No, I was I was watching an interview of Casper. They were interviewing all the mem- the team world members, I think, for some bit Instagram bit again. And they were asking them like, "Who is your best friend on the team? Like, who do you hang out with more?" For what it's worth, Mateo's best friend is Cam Nori, actually. And <laughs> Cam Nori was apparently when they met. It was before Cam Nori was in the top ten, and um, Cam Nori was asking Mateo like, what, "What do I have to do to be in the top 10? So they they have a great relationship. Now, it, it was an unexpected it, friendship. But anyway, they, the, so yeah. they, they met when Cam Nori was catching DUIs at TCU. Yeah, must have been. <laughs> um, but but Casper before that. So anyway, they were doing the segment with Casper, and they were saying, "Well, just be honest. Like, who's who's your favorite uh, teammate, or who you hang out with the most?" And he said, "Well, I." only just got here today so i can't really answer that question but i'm really really hoping that i have to i get to have a few conversations with roger at his last tournament that would be very special to me <laughs> and it's like again it's like it's like one of these fans who like see a player like want to talk to a player and they're like oh my god i have like one chance to have like a small conversation with my idol like i hope it goes well i hope i'm able to do it you know 
Yeah, I hope. And Casper was also responding on Twitter. They were saying, "What was your favorite Federer shot?" And Casper was like responding with a specific like Federer shots from Federer's career. Pretty cool, actually. That he's such a big fan of him, but <laughs> shows how young this guy is compared to Roger. Roger's so old, man. Yeah, Roger's old. Yeah. I mean, think about it, Vid. Casper's your age, right? Or yeah. You get, Casper's your age, yeah, and yeah, you he... said you said you don't even remember Roger's like initial come up into the ranks. Oh hell no, I don't remember. Yeah. That. No. I yeah. Mean, not at all. Yeah, unless unless Casper was glued to watching t- tennis when he was like four years old, which I doubt, but who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't. But yeah, that just that, that just shows you the context is that, yeah, Casper was like eight, seven, eight years old when he was winning his, and Carlos was three or four years old when Federer was winning his first Grand Slams. So I mean, Carlos obviously doesn't remember, but no. No, yeah, not, not at all. But I, but you don't think there's a factor in just how easy Federer looks, the way he and it's it's so you know cliche to say the way he plays the game, but the guy looks like he's floating on a tennis court. And I don't, you clearly disagree with me when I said that. I could tell. Like, I I, I don't disagree. What like what do you want me to say? I, I like, agree. Like you like when I like when I'm saying that if you're describing the perfect tennis player and you wanted to show someone who may know nothing about tennis or a little bit or even who does. Who would you put up there? Would you put up Novak? Would you put up Nadal? Or would you put up Federer? The perfect... I mean, it's a loaded... It's a loaded fucking question. I mean, what does that mean? The like, perfect... Ten, like, like, if you want to see... He's, what no, is uh, no everything... Federer, Federer, Federer is the most... The most a, a perfect to watch. Most appealing on the eye. You know, easy on the eye to watch. I'll, I'll say that. Um, and it's also very hard for anyone if not impossible for anyone to replicate, but like the perfect player, like that's just, I think that's a bit of a loaded question. I, I don't know what you, what you want me to say. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm not necessarily meaning, but yes, what I meant was the, the perfect game, the way he looks, everything like that. Yeah. Oh no, um, he looks, he looks the best for sure. I, and just I've, the fact that, I mean, when it comes to natural talent, you, you can't quantify natural talent necessarily. And there's a lot of things that encapsulate talent, but we know for the past like five or six years, he's been practicing a few times a week. And again, I don't, I just don't think he's had to put in as much of the off court effort. And I, maybe, no. maybe he has, but he just, he just has that talent where he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have to do that. Even the on court stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of just walk on the court. Yeah. I mean, just look at him. Okay. First, first look at Nadal. Nadal's like Jack, just in ton of fitness, whatever the hell. Novak Djokovic is like not eating gluten, not <laughs> drinking veggie smoothies. Federer eats his pasta. A- adheres yeah. to an absurdly yeah. ridiculous diet and just trying to gain every edge. I don't think Federer needs to do those kind of gaining every kind of edge that is needed. I just, I think, so yeah, I, I yeah, from coming from at it from that perspective, I don't, I think it's remarkable that he doesn't have to do that kind of shit and he's, one of the greatest of all time right right and yeah i mean he, he's one point away from basically having 21 slams and having one more slam than novak which is i don't know if it's the conversation is different at that point about who we think because it's just like me and you and even for me i i kind of immediately dismiss Federer when it comes to who's the best i think it's either nadal or djokovic but if it, if that one point was different at you know 40 15 up at wimbledon 2019 you know, that would mean that Federer has 21, Novak has 20, right? And it also means he's the undisputed king of grass, which right now I think Novak is trying to challenge for. I think right now it's clear Federer is the best grass player of all time, but I think Novak, if he wins a couple more Wimbledons, could certainly challenge that. And I think that's 
for whatever anything that Federer has left in terms of claiming to be the best of something, that might just that might be the last thing is the greatest grass court player of all time. Um, yeah. that's true. I I think Federer's game just works so well on grass, and that's why he may always be considered the best on grass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. maybe Novak's gonna win. What does Novak win? Five Wimbledon in a row? Four? I I, I think maybe five or six. And what was Federer's streak? Five in a row? Yeah, but I think it's you know ultimately about total total Wimbledon's. But yeah, I, yeah but yeah, no, just just if you look at it from like a a total Wimbledon's perspective, I, yeah, no, Novak might outdo him. But if you're just watching both of them play on grass. I think Federer is a better tennis player on grass. Federer's peak on grass is probably better than Novak's peak on grass. Exactly. Yeah. Novak yes. has Novak has to change a lot up when he's on the grass. He has to yeah. he has to really change his game on every surface. Kinda? Yeah, he does. I don't he know does. if that makes he sense. He has four in a row. Novak has four in a row. Federer, uh, Wimbledon's. He has seven total Wimbledon's. Yeah. And Federer has uh, eight Wimbledon's. I think he got he had four. Well, I think he had four in a row as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just looks like when 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 Novak plays on different surfaces, it looks like there is a big strategic change to each right, surface, and it's right. not, the, not the case for Federer. Yeah, so I mean the do, the dominance that we just need to we need to re go over it again and just to give some of the statistics here is that Federer five consecutive U.S. Opens. He's he's been at twelve Wimbledon finals. Federer. He had three majors in the same year on three different occasions, which if you think about it is pretty wild. Three, three, three different years, he had three majors. He had a four, there's a four year period where Federer had 11 grand slams over four years. Um, and since 2008, he's only had eight, only had eight of his slams. So that's the kind of dominance that we thought we were going to witness in terms of his rate of winning grand slams was going to continue until Nadal and Djokovic came. You know, I've, I've never felt like there was a player that was just walking on the court guaranteed to win as much as I have Federer. Just because when Novak and, and Nadal came in the picture, they, were, they had all three of them, you know. Maybe Novak last year in, you know, 2021 when he was winning the slams, he won three, the first three slams a little, kind of. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I felt, I really felt like Novak was going to win every match. What, what year would, did he really dominate before he had that like slight injury? Was that 2011? Might have been, might have been twenty. Was it twenty seventeen? It's unbelievable the years. Like twenty eleven <laughs> was fucking was nine right. years. Was it no, yeah. eleven years ago? What yeah? What year? What year? Twenty twenty two. What year is it? Where am I? This is just yeah. It's twenty twenty. I feel like it's still twenty twenty one. To be honest, twenty twenty two is almost over. Yeah, I've kind of lost track of the years. Also, no, Novak, yes. Novak just comes out first match of the Labor Cup. He, I think he was honestly motivated by seeing TFO because he wasn't allowed to play at the U.S. Open. And he's like, this guy made the semis, could have even made the finals and just destroys him. Like, <sighs> Dude, when I, saw, when I saw that, I was like, yeah. that's just nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first match back, he made his first 17 first serves. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was, cra- it was crazy. He was holding like, it was nobody's business. Um, yeah, is he gonna get to? Is he allowed to play the Australian Open? I think so. But then, yeah, yeah. And he, um, you should have seen Federer's reaction 
Federer was like, Novak, it's amazing from the baseline. How yeah, 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 this? I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Novak said, thank you. He, 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 Roger's like, yeah, you look so good, so solid from the baseline. Thank you. After, <laughs> after, 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 after so much time, I'll be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the arrogant Novak that just came out, kind of. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, Novak's the, definitely the, a high-maintenance team member, that's for sure. You don't know what to say to him. Yeah, you don't know what you. Oh, so, okay. Honestly, hilarious. So I was, I was in, I was in London when the Labor Cup was going on, and I was there on Sunday when it ended. And I'm walking out, like just on the street, trying to get something to eat. I see a Labor Cup van pull up to a Italian place, the Italian that Italian place on Kings Road, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm like, I'm like, who's here? I wonder if like one of the one of the players are here. And then no, no one's in there, but the like waiters from the italian restaurant are just like putting in like 20 30 40 pizzas in there so i guess they were having a a nice little pizza party at the labor cup after oh my gosh i, I, I wanted i wanted to ask, after okay yeah i wanted to i wanted to ask if um they had a gluten-free and dairy-free one in there for novak <laughs> i did i did watch tommy paul's instagram story after the t- they won the title uh yeah. team world and let's just say it looked like a place that you wanted to be it, it did. I saw that too. Uh, did you see I, that? I, 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 I would. I would. I would like to be there. No idea where they were, but it looked like you know. And you know, kudos to them. They they should be celebrating. Tommy did some great cheerleading uh, for the week. Got to spend a weekend in London. So, um, frost to that guy. You know, he, he he just he just he just bagged two fifty k for not doing anything. Is that the participation? No, that's the winner amount. Oh, the winner, including okay. Yeah. And pl- on top plus whatever he's owed, like whatever his ranking is based on that as well. So good weekend. For yeah. That. And I, then, I, and then, and then Felix so beat he, Novak. He, Tom, Tommy Paul is the honorable mention. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what a great, what a great team member. He's such a good, he's such a good coach too. Like he was, he was talking to, I forget who it was maybe TFO and he was saying, he was saying, all right, I think you should maybe like mix it up, you know, move back on the first serve if possible, give him some different looks. And then TFO was like, I don't know about that, man. He's like, he's like, if not, that's all good too. You know, do whatever you want. And he's a very encouraging teammate, Tommy Paul. Uh, but yeah it's just, they should yeah. just make it honestly should just make it america they should they should make it america against against the against europe against what I, it's just nah, basically you, you team america anyway you can't, you can't do that demon or i'll just say this demon or and schwarzman looked like they were just not a part of the team felix he's not american feel yeah feel felix felix i think was a little more um canadian but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, also, it just depends on who wants to participate that year, right? Like, right. Kyrgios, like... Yeah. I think they should just change... We talked about Davis Cup a lot, like, a little bit, but, like, I think they should just change the Davis Cup format to make it, like, exactly like this. Like, you're allowed to have teammates on the bench. Like, anyone can coach you at any time, that kind of, that kind of thing. Yes, there's a lot A lot that can be taken from the Labor Cup event. And the, inc- the mic up... I was looking more forward to the changeovers in the tennis just to hear what the interactions would be, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. That's what I was talking to someone at the US Open who he, he's really involved with tennis and he is also, he worked for like Disney doing some stuff and just t- talking about the production in general, the production of tennis and how poor it's done, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the United States. And he's like, you know, why is there nothing like in the NFL you have sometimes people are mic'd up. Why can't you mic up a coach for a match that's sitting in the box or mic up anyone that's sitting in the box from one of the players. That would just be great content and it would be new, 
a new way to engage the fans and get more interest in in the match right especially everything everything that we say about tennis and about like we want to bring the personalities to the sport and the social media to the sport labor cup basically just does that you know with with their social media content with their people being mic'd up all, all of that stuff that you're talking about yeah that's what um the dudes the Federer's agent Tony Godsick that's what he was saying he was saying we're trying to oh, there's a quote I don't know exactly what the quote says but he was saying we're trying to take all every like good aspect from all the tournaments that we go to around the world all of the grand slams all of the you know masters 1000s and kind of incorporate that into labor cup and a team atmosphere and I guess yeah he, I guess he hit the nail on the head I shout forgot out, sh- I honestly shout, for- shout, shout out Tony Good I job. forgot that it I forgot that it didn't mean anything in the middle of like it was Sunday and I was like I have to get up watch the Labor Cup you know Team World has a chance to win and yeah I just I just felt like this time I I don't know if it was different this time but I forgot that it didn't mean anything at the end of it when you know TFO beat Tsitsipas after it I was like okay yeah well that kind of doesn't mean anything but um yeah so, I, so- I wanted to watch every match I want made me want to watch more you know mm-hmm yeah, so you're so you're pro Labor Cup now. Very pro Labor Cup. I was I was somewhat anti Labor Cup before. Not anti Labor Cup, but I just didn't think. I thought it was I, the term I used was glorified ex- exhibition, which I think it's definitely more than that. I think also it, it might have taken a turn this year, maybe. It also just it also depends on the score of the event, right? If it's some, if someone's getting blown out, then it's like. You don't want yeah. to watch that. It's like, it's and the boring. doubles is just so fun to watch. I, I don't. I, I don't know if I. I think it's honestly comedic watching singles players play doubles. It's so. Fu- you, you see Rafa. His yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. The, whole, the like, hands. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying how hard it is to play doubles, and that he. Yeah, he and then Roger was like, Rafa, why you have two hands on the volley? And then Rafa was like, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? How you play singles and you don't know how to play the doubles. It's crazy. <laughs> but oh god, but yeah, no, it was good. I I haven't even. I got to get back into the two fifties. Were you paying the attention t- to the two fifties at all last week? Uh oh, yeah, weakest two fifty I've ever seen in my entire life. We we, we we oh oh I do I literally saw the draw. I'm like I'm like I think Nakashima is gonna win this tournament. And my, I, I wish I told someone. Seems I wish like these takes always come out after the event. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna text. I'll, I'll text. I'll text you my next take that I. I'll be I'll you, okay. I'll be fair with you. You did called your shot on Daniel Collins when the U.S. Open multiple times. I think that was one of your thoughts that you had. Yeah. That you thought was gonna come true. And that one you publicized, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. Yeah, that was tough, man. That was a bad call. It's a yeah. bad call. Um. But yeah, but yeah, no, the two fifties. Yeah, because we our recording thing got messed up last time. Um, we didn't, we didn't even give a shout out to did we didn't Linda won a while ago. It's like that was like yeah, two weeks, it's like two yeah. weeks ago. But she won a Linda Fertova. You know, so it was a good. week. It was like a week ago at this point. It was so a week was ago, summer. but yeah, it was yeah. great. She won that two fifty in India, and then um, there's a lot going on. Nakashima, San Diego. Emma Raducanu won three consecutive matches on the WTA for the first time. You want to do a trivia? Sure. I have one trivia. I have one trivia. We got two minutes. Let's do it. All right. Okay. All right. I'll give you a quick trivia. Okay. What was Novak Djokovic's record? Or sorry, how many losses did Novak Djokovic have to Canadians before? Zero. Was... Oh, you know that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Felix Auger-Aliassim. <laughs> nice job. Felix Auger-Aliassim. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, give, give me yours. Okay. 
mine is a quote and it's about it's the woman's tour <clears throat> here we go this is the quote it's from someone on the wca tour when i see my opponent that is completely lost this is the most enjoyable thing i can experience <laughs> was it coco goff iga ludmilla samsonova or um um annette Ludmilla Samsonova. You, did you see it? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a that, great quote. That chick is built different. The way she said it is just so interesting to me. When I see my opponent is completely lost, that's the most enjoyable thing I can experience. And oh, honestly, yeah. the way I think about it is that is incredible when you're playing tennis and your opponent is lost. It's so fun. It's, it is, Especially it when is. they're good. It is the best feeling. It's a really good feeling when your opponent's struggling so deeply, so <laughs> deeply, and you, you, can, yeah. you can you can see the pain. You can literally yeah. see the pain. You can see the pain. You can see they're out of out of like any kind of solutions. They keep trying things. They don't work. They get it gets worse and worse. And you're just kind of like just calm, just walking through the points, kind of just massaging the ball around the court. Um, that's always the best. Yeah, especially when they're like a decent player. It's not like you're playing someone that's just way worse than you. Someone who thought they might have a chance. And but yeah, shout out Ludmilla, another title. She's the Annette of this year, coming out of nowhere.